0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your
1: first three orders while supplies last.
0: Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply. KNC
1: masterpiece right here on one hundred and five through the fan. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Fort Worth, fifty-six-zero-one South Hewland. It has been a great crowd today, a boisterous crowd. And from the five-six-one, Mike is already on vacation. Yes, he is. I would like to co-sign that. He went sure. on vacation
2: yesterday, uh, and then rolled. I can see that he slowly built into it. And we're going to get to Kyle in just a second. He's a great friend of ours, great addition to what we do here on Fridays.
1: Who do you like better, him or Rachel?
2: But uh, it is uh, it is time to say happy birthday to Mike Bassett oh, from Buffalo my Wild goodness.
0: Wings.
2: As Buffalo Wild Wings is it's bringing Mike birthday? It, your birthday tomorrow, tomorrow is your birthday. It's good enough, and that is you. Love you. Love you some chocolate. Uh, you I love like, you any desserts. I've seen your like sweet treats. There you go, man. There's a happy birthday. That's not for me. That's from Buffalo Wild Wings. So, Thanks,
1: Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. Thanks, Buffalo Wild Wings, who this morning, the GM came up. She introduced <laughs> herself as the general manager of the <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings and said, so let me know if you guys need anything. And Mike goes, I could use like a sweet tea or something. Unsweet <laughs> <That's> <That's laughs> sweet. Sweet tea. And I was like, I think she means more big picture things. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, man.
0: That wasn't the best thing that I could do. It's all right. I, man. I was just thinking about getting some drink.
2: <laughs> and then a uh, shout out to uh, Adrian. Her birthday is on Sunday. Happy Here's, birthday, Adrian. Yeah, hers Adrienne. is the 12th, so and happy birthday just, to her. Just happy birthday. Yeah, just, yes, just happy birthday, Mike, and great news. Not that she's pregnant or anything like that. Oh, I was. We're done with that whole, that whole step. Like you can't? No, well. Actually, don't don't engage All right. him. Don't All right. engage him. Let's That's talk I with get our you. good friend Kyle Yeomans uh, from DallasCowboys.com. Kyle, how are you doing today, man?
3: Well, happy birthday, Mike! You world bleeping champion, my friend. <laughs> thank
0: you, thank you. I thank you for saying world champion. I felt like me not pitching had a lot to do with it, to be honest.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> We haven't had a chance I mean, to tell Kyle uh, congratulations on being a champion since they've yeah, won it, Yeah, you're though. a champion. So you're a champion,
3: Kyle. See, and me not being on Rangers coverage probably contributed just as much. So I feel like you you and I are in the same boat, but you were on a float. So I, I was I was watching you drive by. You didn't wave uh, back again. It's it's like we I'm were sorry. in the concourse of Valley again, but it's it was okay.
0: I couldn't hear you yelling. <laughs> Because uh, probably I couldn't hear anything over Jared Sandler saying negative Houston Astros things on the float the whole time.
3: (laughs) Ah, I I would rather listen to that anytime, anytime. I will say on a a completely serious note, and uh, I was texting Corey the night of, I I went down the night that they clinched. I was calling a a game in Waco. I had a a Baylor-Oklahoma volleyball game for the Big 12, and I was on my way back and I, I got to watch the final out with with my dad, which was really cool because awesome. wow. I grew up in Waco, uh, grew up with him and my mom. And, of course, uh, they were huge in, into my love for sports. And I got to watch the final out with them on the court at the Farrell Center following the broadcast. And then I just got to watch it. But then from that point forward, I had to get back up here because we had Cowboys coverage the next morning. And so you guys all popped on the radio. I mean, the whole KNC crew was on the radio. I listened to you pretty much your entire time you were at the station following the celebration, and I felt like I was right there with you guys. I was texting Corey. He probably got super annoyed with me all the way through. But, man, you guys did a great job of outlining what it was to be a a lifelong Rangers fan and finally have that. And I know it's kind of died down, the excitement from – maybe a DFW Metroplex standpoint, but if you're a true Ragers fan, a win like this never dies down. And I, I, I just wanted to commend you guys on great coverage all night long uh, Thank after you. they clinched it. When you were
0: listening, could you hear me opening up the popcorn and candy when Jared was yeah.
3: pouring yeah, out his absolutely. heart? I, I actually thought it might have been, in the funnier side of it, I thought it might have been Eric who was doing that. After <laughs> oh, you followed yeah. Yeah. it, was like, Jared was pouring his heart out and just providing this beautiful uh, illustration of what Eric Nadel means to the Rangers community. And then there was just a bag of candy in the background. And I thought, I thought of, at first, I was like, is this Eric eating popcorn? Because I remember Jared said something about how he was sitting there eating popcorn. So I, at first, I thought it was Eric. And then, of course, they, they outed you pretty quickly. They didn't They didn't give you a chance.
2: That was a good moment. History, and, yeah. No, and you weren't annoying me at all. It was uh, it was great to know that we had at least one listener out there. But it turned out we had tons. Uh, we <laughs> wow. had we had tons. Yes, and, and, yeah. and we were all like, I think it was the same thing. Like we all were excited to celebrate that. You know, like we were all. It was something that we've never seen before, and that's what we're hoping to to continue rolling along with the Rangers. It's great also to know that Kyle is a big time
3: DFW sports fan. Yeah, uh, sorry we oh, had yeah. to
1: bump you anyway for the parade. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs>
3: That's okay. It makes it makes sense. I'm okay. Well, I was out at the parade anyways. I, I had a lot of fun. But yeah, DFW all the way through. I mean, Rangers, Stars, Cowboys, Mavericks. I mean, I'm I've always been a, a big fan of DFW sports. So it's great being up in this market and finally getting to see the success from the Rangers side of things. Man, that was that was a lot of fun. All
1: right, now that we're done with all of that, <laughs> are the Cowboys? <laughs> Taking this game seriously because I feel like that's what you told us when they played Arizona and then they (laughs) did not. Mm -hmm. Are they taking this game seriously, Kyle?
3: Yeah, see now I feel like the pressure's on. Maybe I should say it the other way around. I I do think they're taking it seriously. I I don't know if anybody else outside of the, the building is is doing so. Um even some in the building, I'm talking about myself more more than anything. I mean, the Giants are they, they don't belong in the same on the same field as the Cowboys do, at least in my opinion. I mean, this is not the same Giants team that even took the field in Week One at MetLife Stadium. Uh, instead, they're—they're they're worse than the team that Dallas beat forty to nothing the first time around. So, uh, there's there's an element to it that I think is, hey, this, this we're we're better than this team. This team should be uh, an easy win, and then let's move on into uh, a, an easier part of the schedule. But you guys bring up that week three win for a reason. I mean, that's still the only win for the Arizona Cardinals this season, and it was mm. against the Dallas Cowboys. So I think you've learned that lesson. I think this team has learned that lesson. So when we were in the locker rooms uh, yesterday, Wednesday, the open locker room sessions, uh, there was not a whole lot of talk of, hey, we're, 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 looking, uh, we're looking past the Giants. It was a lot of we've got a lot to work on. We know we can still be contenders. We just have to take care of our own side of things and then make, make sure it gets done from that point forward.
2: Kyle, I'm sure you've seen the uh, pass rush win rate for Michael Parsons versus other guys yeah. in the league, and I'm sure you've seen that stat that says, hey, look, this dude's getting double teamed more than anybody out there. Mm-hmm. What When you're seeing that, what is, do you feel like you should see more success across the line uh, from the defensive line in other ways, or is, is that just are we missing
3: something there? No, I, I think you bring up a good point because w- what was the calling card from training camp and from the preparation going into the year is the fact that this defensive front, this front seven gets after you in waves. It gets after yep. you with the depth and these, these, the, the number of different contributions as the season goes along and as the game goes along even. You have a number of guys that are racing to the football well, Micah Parsons is winning the race almost every time. I mean, he, he's tied for the league lead with 50 pressures already. He's been fantastic. He's still facing double teams and finding a way to get home. There was one snap last week where he didn't even know this, the ball was snapped. He took two steps late uh, trying to get through the middle, and he still had a pressure. I mean, it was just one of those things where he wasn't even really paying attention. He was still getting the call, still getting set, and he still got to the quarterback. And maybe it's a testament to what Micah brings uh, more than anything, but I, I think I'm with you. I haven't seen as much out of those other guys in that front seven uh, to, to really say, hey, this team is the elite front seven that they've been. Now, don't get me wrong. Suffocating been very is the good. word I like. That's exactly. There's there's nothing wrong with what this defense has been doing. I mean, they, they're they the only defense in the NFL that hasn't allowed a 300-yard passer, a 100-yard rusher, or a 100-yard receiver this season, I mean, they've been really good at limiting different opponents and taking away what they do well. It's just not the relentless, all-out aggressive pass rush that we've seen in the past. Maybe that's by design. Maybe that's what Dan Quinn has done to try and shore up the, the run defense, make sure that teams aren't gashing them on the ground or with misdirection. Uh, or maybe it's just the fact that it hasn't been as good of a year in terms of a pass rush standpoint for guys like Dorrance Armstrong and Demarcus Lawrence and they've been worried about getting the job done elsewhere or relying on Micah Parsons to get in the backfield and provide those pressures.
0: One, once you said calling card, I thought of Terry Bradshaw and Mike Piazza selling calling cards back in the early 2000s. That commercial, <laughs> can't get anything for a dollar,
2: <clears throat>
0: if you guys remember that. Right. We made fun of Mike Piazza on the team for those commercials, but he probably made a lot of money on it, so he said, screw you guys. <laughs> Is that so your
3: call? question? Is it Well, is a calling card, an act, that was an actual thing? What is a calling card? Are you oh kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Wait, I,
2: wait, wait, uh, I don't think he knows. So,
0: Kyle, what I'd have to do, like, let's say in the minor leagues, before okay. cell phones, or cell phones were pretty new, so not everybody had cell phones. I'd go to Walmart or a grocery store, and I would buy a $20 calling card that would have 60 okay. minutes on it. Or maybe less than that. Sometimes they kept getting a little bit more expensive, but they went Long away after. distance, yeah. Right, so you would go buy a calling card so you'd be in the hotel or your apartment or whatever and you would have to use the calling call card to call home call your parents call huh. your girlfriend so without a cell phone you had to buy calling cards to uh so call back is, home
3: this is like a it, it was honestly like a prepaid minutes card yes like whenever yes. cell phones came out you had the prepaid minutes before before to
0: before self- but it was
3: before that yeah it was before yeah. that it's similar similar pay structures sim- similar thought process but it was before that yeah man i i had never known what a calling card okay. was i just always knew the cliche so that's interesting maybe learn maybe something our new every day could-
0: Maybe our audience could look up calling card commercials with Mike Piazza and Terry Bradshaw just to go back I, in the day, and maybe they're on YouTube <laughs> or something. Okay, I know I'm now let's get back to the topic, Corey. Here. Okay, that was this is the... football time with Kyle Yeomans. All right, so I watched this guy um, Devito. I watched his highlights yeah. with Syracuse. They were pretty pathetic. Um, he ran the ball fifty percent of the time in his highlights. Is that a threat from this guy? Is he? And then I saw one highlight from the Giants where he ran the ball in for a touchdown. Is he a threat to uh, Joshua Dobbs this a little bit where he just takes off running a lot?
3: Uh, I think there's an element to it. I think they'll use the read option. Uh, if if you're thinking it's going to be well, as well run as Joshua Dobbs, who's been in the league and has the, the cerebral mindset and a football IQ of a pro from the last seven years, uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, he's still a rookie and – uh, if you're looking at his Syracuse stuff, that was before he even transferred to Illinois. So you were going way back to, to what he could do. But he can run it a little bit. And I think there's going to be an element to his game that's that's freelance. That's a, a little bit of a, a, a keep the play alive, kind of roll out, get out of the pocket. But it's, it's not one of those things where I think this Dallas defense can't close and finish. I, I think they're going to pin their ears back and get after him and force him into mistakes. He can run it. Just as much as a Daniel Jones can but he's not as good as a, a of a, a passer out of those running situations as Daniel Jones can be and I'm not saying Daniel Jones is a good quarterback but he's better than what Tommy DeVito has put on film at least here early
1: on for the Cowboys offensively I, I keep going back to this because I still don't understand maybe because of what the Cowboys say about all their acquisitions in the offseason or maybe it's what I saw in training camp but CeeDee lamb leads the nfl with 19 receptions of 20 plus yards how come brandon cooks is not getting any catches like that how come he's not getting more involved in the offense
3: yeah it that's the the curious case i think there's two there's two players on this offense right now that i'm saying have not lived up to expectation and that's out of like the skills position specifically and it's tony pollard and brandon cooks and Part of it is because the expectations were high, because Tony Pollard and what he did last year, uh, coming off of the injury, I think there's a bit of a built-in excuse maybe there, but I think it's more so just scheme and usage on his part. For Brandon Cooks, it feels like it is scheme and usage as well. He had four yards of separation on average, according to Next Gen stats, in this most recent game against Philadelphia, and he only had two targets. So if you're Golly. having four yards of separation, which was the second most on the team, by the way, behind Tony Pollard, who has built in separation out of the backfield, he's getting four yards of separation. He got targeted twice. I, I just find a problem to believe that that's Brandon Cook's fault, that he's not getting the ball. And, and maybe it's a scheme issue. Maybe it's uh, Dak just has his favorite targets with CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson. And both of those guys have been great. Uh, but I, I think if you're going to really open up the true potential of this offense, you got to find a way to get Brandon Cooks the ball. And, and maybe it's a force feed thing. Maybe it's early in a game against a team like the Giants where you feel like you are above and beyond the better team. Use it as an opportunity to elevate your veteran receiver that you brought in to be a big play threat. Give them some looks. Give them some opportunity. And if it works out, great. If not, you go back to what has been working, and that's C.D. Lamb and, and Jake Ferguson in the future.
1: Appreciate it very much. Good, sir. We'll catch you again next Friday.
3: Yeah, guys, thanks for having me as always. Y'all have fun.
2: Love you, buddy. There he goes. Kevin, I did want to say this, and I think we've discussed this a little bit this morning already, 248 years for the Marine Corps. So Yes, uh, that we is, did. That's awesome. Uh, the, let's go ahead and give another shout-out to Absolutely. them.
1: Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. We're
2: almost there, man. We almost hey, got Mike shipped off to Cabo. One last segment. <sighs> well, I mean, there's another – You got crosstalk.
1: There's
0: too many people for me to join that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Coming up next. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Fort Worth. Buffalo Wild Wings. There you go. 5601 South Hewland. By the way, if you still want to come up and sign up, Miller Lite is going to be giving away a pair of Cowboys tickets. Coming up next, though, besides Cowboys Giants, what football game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Plus, Masterpiece of the Week. It's the fastest segment in all of radio. Good news for you. It's up next right here on The Fan.